yeah, so that, that was a little alcohol break there, yeah. Good morning, BHA. It is a podcast about barbershop recorded today. Richard Reeve in Queensland and there's Ash down in Perth. Two Australians talking about the greatest hobby on earth. Oh boy, it's swell to say. Good morning, BHA. So, so I'm standing here with... Uh, Multiple national champ, uh, Adrian Gimple and BHA uh, Vice President Joe Osterhoff. Uh, Joe, congratulations on, uh, on your success. You're quartet champ and you just had a wonderful uh, hit on stage. Uh, how's the convention been for you so far? Uh, it's been fantastic, actually, apart from the fact that I, as you can hear, have rather a croaky voice at this point in time. Well, actually, I had one yesterday as well, but apparently I managed to hide that fairly well from the judges. So I'm having a great time. Our chorus had a great hit and I think the energy is high. Uh, we're very happy with what we've done. Uh, multiple further questions. It's such a great convention. So many people here to follow you up on. But Adrian Gimble, first time director of Esperanto Islands Chorus. Tell Woo! us briefly about that. Congratulations. A great performance. Thank you, Matt. I was very proud of you. Tell me about the stage time for you. It was great. We, uh, they, the girls did everything I asked of them. And uh, we did the plan. And we were very, very happy with that experience I came off very energetic and very pleased you know and uh, so it was a wonderful experience awesome good on you mate and so where to from here have you got a pretty clear plan or is it pretty much like get through this and then sort of retake stock again as far as new repertoire and just musical plan for the future well we have a transition of director going on so there's that and uh, you know I'll be taking over at some stage you know fully by mid-year and we will sit down with we've got a new management team as well so we'll sit down with them we'll look at our goals and all of that sort of stuff um, and move from there it all really comes from we've been picking some new songs and looking at contests for next year even as well that's all on the go but uh, really for me it's about the chorus getting to understand well we've come through this transition and just taking stock again of who we are awesome. yeah. yeah good on you Matt I was actually really pleased to see on the competition stage um, a, a different different choruses with with the different uh, energy and different culture. You know, some a bit more grunt, others sort of lighter or more angelic. Each chorus trying to be themselves. Um, what was um, what was Joe Osterhoff? What was your feeling of the uh, of the audience? Uh, did, could you feel the chemistry and the love coming up up to, towards you to stage? Um, while we were performing, absolutely. I mean, we were 16th, so we've missed most of the competition, um, but really enjoyed the ones that we've seen in this last section. Uh, yeah, it was a very warm audience, uh, very responsive. Um, it's a bit hard to hear when you're actually up there and in it. Um, the response, like when the quartet performed, we got told afterwards what the audience response was during the ballad, for example, because we didn't actually hear it at the time. Um, but the energy feels really great in the room um, and they're very responsive at the end. It's been amazing applause. Yeah. Nice. Briefly tell us your different headspace between quartet and chorus because there's a, in both there's a lot of preparation that goes in, you've got a job to do, you know, that there's you know, two songs, like there's a lot of similarities, but what are the differences for you? Um, I think it's been quite interesting actually because this is uh, my first convention as sole director of Acapella West um, and to come to, to contest as sole director for the first time and competing in my quartet as well which has been challenging because we are a long distance quartet. Um, it has kind of meant that for the chorus I, I mean I wanted us to be as completely prepared and in the right headspace as possible so that when I got here um, everybody knew what was happening and everybody felt really secure and I didn't have to hold on so tight to the chorus because I knew I was going to be worrying about you You've know got lots of things sure. yeah. yeah lots of responsibilities yeah. that's right and that works really well looks like oh. well Adrian Joe thank you for your time so I'm standing here with uh, Megan Bishop a uh, um, Sweat Adeline's icon um, and uh, uh, and backbone of Sweat Adeline's, particularly in Queensland. What was your role at this convention, Megan? Oh, I was the chair of the regional convention for 2023, so big job for me. So everything that's happened today, you oversaw as chair? Pretty much the whole convention from bumping on Thursday to up until the end of tomorrow, which is our education session. So I'm here until bump out 
at whatever time tomorrow night. So yay me. And yes, listener, that is a smile you can hear on her oh, voice. That is a smile. I'm still <laughs> smiling. I'm still smiling. Nice. And so for those who have never been behind the curtain, yeah, give, give our listener a summary uh, that these things don't just happen. No, they certainly don't. There's been months and months of planning and, you know, weekly meetings in the last four months probably and fortnightly meetings prior to that. So I have a team of people that you've got to put in place and there's a core team and then we we uh, get chorus members or choruses to help with various tasks that are that are needed, you know, from bus pickups to traffic patterns to to the afterglow which you might hear in the background speaking of which let's um let's walk gently just around the corner here so we can just get a a, a little bit of respite from what is a a very impressive sound system um uh so just uh, tell our listener yeah how do you how do you plan the entertainment at the afterglow oh actually i didn't plan it i was able to uh ask a chorus to be able to do this so their role was to create an event for the afterglow so however they chose to do that was then they had a budget to be able to do that and then they went from there and and this is what we've got a great night tonight so far so it's it's lovely to see so many people here having a few drinks and enjoying their time and celebrating a, a fantastic competition absolutely it really has been great that the, the numbers have been super impressive how many registrants yeah we had i think it was 859 registrants um and then for a today's session with the choruses uh, performance we sold an additional 350 tickets to the public sales so which is family friends etc so we were at absolute capacity we had to close sales early on and then we managed to get a few more seats into the auditorium so we were able to open it a little longer so we allowed some more family and friends to come along so absolutely sold out it was sensational that's amazing so um yeah you had over a thousand people at, at, at when everyone was in the auditorium yep absolutely and it was you know at it was just such a fabulous thing to see so many people come and support all of our singers because we have so many singers that have come from far and wide across australia and people have traveled to see their family and friends and it was so important to be able to get them in the room to see their people sing their songs and it was fabulous um, what you, how long have you been involved in Sweat Airlines now, Megan? Uh, 14 years for me, so I thought it was about time for me to start giving back to the region instead of just being a singer, well not just being a singer, but being, <laughs> being a singer and, and being a, a competitor in things. So I've competed in uh, quartets and I've competed in as a chorus member. And I thought it was about time for me to be able to give back to the region in an administrative style role. So put my hand up for this year and Funnily enough, silly enough, me, maybe, I think, I put my hand up for next year. So we're off to Fremantle next year. So I'll be the chair of the regional convention for that one. So I get about a month's respite and then I fly over to Perth or into Perth and off down to Fremantle for check out the next venue. So exciting stuff coming in Frio. Absolutely. Uh, get get your tickets early, folks. Frio will be not to be missed. Um, so this, it seems to me this uh, convention went really smoothly. Um, any, any, was there anything new you did this convention which really worked or any, any tweaks you're going to make for next year? Oh, I think for me it is an absolute learning curve. I've not done a convention before in, in, the, in the back end of, of this. So um, there's a lot of learnings that I've been able to take away from this to maybe make it a little more streamlined and, and just to have things in place that uh, are better for singers and performers because that's what we want. We want that absolute best um, scenario and experience for our performers on stage and also our volunteers that we could not absolutely could not do it without the volunteers because it's an entire volunteer organization so I, I'm a volunteer I spend my time doing this and then we've got so many oh, I mean I would say I hasten to say you probably double the um, uh, the convention price if you had to uh, hire all these people to man doors and do MC work and 100% if I had to all just have people standing at doors to open them to let people in when it was appropriate would it would just wouldn't work we're a not-for-profit organization at the end of the day and we give back everything as far as education so everything that we might save in a few dollars here and there is able to go back to our singers and our performances and our choruses and quartets from all over the region and which is Australia to be able to then improve our education and improve our understanding of barbershop and 
afford to be able to get coaches from all over the world to come out and deliver some sensational education, which we're lucky to be able to have all of tomorrow and all of Sunday to have these amazing classes delivered by yeah. our, our um, judges yeah. here. And just thank you, just in closing, what does tomorrow entail? There's some parallel classes or one at a time? or So we've got a couple of parallel classes all through the afternoon. So we're, at first thing in the morning, we've got our closing ceremony and those sorts of things and then we go into our let's just turn the music up because that's what that's what we need right now i was going to say they've just the dj is now on elvis has left the building apparently and and now we've got the dj uh so we've got the closing ceremony in the morning and then we go into master classes which certain choruses and quartets have been approached by our judges to participate and coaching under glass Yep, coaching under glass. So that's an amazing thing, just to sit there and watch. You learn so much as a singer from watching somebody else being coached through that. Uh, and then from there, we've got parallel in two different rooms. We've got various things from what's forward motion to what's artistry versus um, technique, or just so many amazing different things. Well, it really is. A, it's a mini harmony college of a, of a sort of a half a day, two thirds of a day. Uh, Absolutely. I, I had the privilege of being able to, well, to go over to Harmony University back in, oh gosh, I think it was 2019, just before we got caught up, and which was the most sensational thing I have ever done. Oh my gosh, if anybody in the world has an opportunity to go to Harmony University, take it, just do it. It's You will never, ever, ever regret this. I was going to finish the uh, the the um, uh, interview up there, but I can't stop without saying what. Well, it is amazing. I've been once, and it's just it's a collection of again. It's I think it's about a thousand people, uh, and sort of a few dozen um, educators, maybe I don't know forty or fifty, um, and it's a it's a week um, of live-in education. Uh, and what did you love about it? Oh, I I just absolutely adored having that full immersion of harmony singing for a week and I, it was my first first experience really in the VHS uh, part of it and that in the men's side of things and now it's of course the non-gender yeah. specific VHS yeah, exactly. is everyone yes. now, now it's just whatever you part range you can sing yeah. which is sensational it really is great but it's about I think it was just being able to be in it 24 7 almost I mean even down to, I remember vividly looking at the schedule and it said ice cream at nine o'clock. And the, Sign me up. Yeah, and the person I went with, oh, we were like, what's ice cream? Is this like a got? Is, this, is, this is like it an acronym or something? An acronym, exactly. Was it, is it an acronym? This is like, what is the got? I don't yeah. understand. We don't understand. Well, it's actually ice cream. It's seriously ice cream. They have massive tubs of vanilla, chocolate and strawberry ice cream with sprinkles and different syrups and cream and you go there and you eat ice cream what's not to love i know and then you go out and you sing tags and as uh the sweet adeline performer or a part of that organization we don't really do lots of tag singing and the the men's side of the barbershop do it all like they tag like you'll always find four guys just jamming in the corner singing tags it's incredible and that I learnt so much just in tag singing being told to sing some random baritone part I don't sing baritone wait what yeah what What? (laughs) I couldn't work it out like it was hard it was really hard go baritones because I'm a bass Um, and it was just the the best thing I would go to Harmony University tomorrow I really would if I could get on. I suspect I should be forwarding this audio to VHS for them to use as they see fit. Yeah, absolutely. You can forward it to to the guys because I will absolutely give it five stars. Fantastic. Sensational. Well, we're going to uh, we're going to wrap up and go back in there and hang out with Elvis. So, uh, Megan Bishop, thank you for your 14 years in Barbershop. Thank you for your positive attitude and uh, your contribution to all things music and organisational. And long may it continue. Absolutely, my pleasure. It's been a fabulous experience today and this weekend and I'm looking forward to many more experiences. Bring on 2024. Bring on 2024, Frio. Woo! All right.
right, let's go tagging. Yeah. <laughs> go wrong though, you might need a drink so for this now. I'm standing here with Aaron Hewitt, uh, legend all thing, uh, calm person in a storm, uh, a person who preempts uh, storms so that things can be calm. Stage manager at uh, this weekend's Sweet Adeline's Australia Convention. Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you very much, Richard. Glad to be here. Tell us about uh, the experience, um, uh, uh, herding, uh, herding cats, um, uh, getting. <laughs> I just, I was just, I was just physically assaulted by a sweet Adeline, but then I guess I should have expected that. Um, tell me about the experience backstage. Uh, fantastic! Always very enjoyable being backstage. So uh, very, very much enjoy being stage manager at Sweet Adeline's convention. Thank you, Richard. What are the key logistics to making a good venue for stage management? Uh, definitely making sure we've got a nice traffic pattern. That's nice open, that's easy for uh, groups to be able to move move through. And also a nice size uh, convention space as well. For And also, most importantly, a very nice sound. So that way then when everyone goes on stage, they feel warm and welcome and then for the audience as well. Right. How, what was what did the feedback you get about this, uh, this, this stage sound was? Yeah, it's been very positive from what we've heard. Um, certainly, obviously, a little bit of issues, maybe some sitting towards the back because it is quite a large space, but as far as any of the competitors on stage or anyone sort of close up from the pit where we didn't actually have it amplified, um, was very good uh, and very high standard. And I think it was reflective of the scores that um, it was a really competitive uh, competition, both quartet and, and chorus, with some really nice numbers, especially in the uh, chorus comp, but obviously a couple of uh, outstanding quartets as well. You've been around Barbershop for some years now. Um, how would you reflect? I, I would agree with you. To this, to me, this is comfortably overall probably the highest standard uh, Sweat Adelines competition. It just um, reflects really well on 30 years of education and musical leadership that's really paying dividends. Absolutely, and I think also the credit to the uh, choruses and who have actually been able to continue to sustain their numbers and if not grow even through a pandemic. So an interesting stat in the opening ceremony was that there was 214 first-timers at this convention, which is pretty much around 10 members per chorus, which is pretty pretty awesome, really. And to have 23 choruses, I'm pretty sure, and nearly over a 1,000 people actually at the convention, as far as registrations are concerned, I think it's one of the, one of the probably, actually having the record books, would pretty much be the, the, the biggest Red Alliance convention ever. Really awesome uh, atmosphere in, in the convention uh, hall. It was really, it was quite electric. It was excellent. Um, and of course, uh, next year's in your backyard at Frio. Yes, we're very excited. We've already uh, had the opportunity to actually have a look at the uh, the venue, and uh, yeah, very excited about uh, about that. Uh, obviously, probably a bit of a smaller um, competition because obviously, you know, being over west, we tend to have have smaller numbers, understandably, but always very. Uh, should be uh, you know very intimate, and I think it's also nice to be outside of a city and actually being in Fremantle and seeing what the uh, the, the options down there are. So hopefully yeah. that attracts people who still want to come over yeah, yeah, from uh, from over east to uh, to west. So yeah. I hear uh, Jenny Pyfinch is a very important part of Sweat Adelines uh, Australia. How, how would you describe her role? I think she got a very integral role on, on the RMT as our director coordinator. So so we're very uh, very lucky to have her as from a Sweet Adelines perspective. Uh, most importantly on our RMT, because all our RMT put in a lot of hard work. I've seen that firsthand, uh, and uh, I think it's really actually come together uh, this weekend and uh, culminated nicely for the RMT, but also the uh, Convention Planning Committee as well. So Fantastic. Well, speaking of segues, uh, Aaron Hewitt, thank you, mate, for all your work, both in Sweat Adelines and BHA. Very much appreciated. You're the, the, uh, the, one, the one behind the scenes uh, making it all tick. So thank you for your efforts, and long may I continue. You are appreciated. Um, so speaking of people who appreciated uh, Jenny and uh, and Cocktail Hour, we've, we've Cocktail Hour who may or may not have had some cocktails. Um, we may have had one or two. Yes. Nice, excellent. Ladies, welcome to B um, Good Morning BHA, the podcast about all things barbershop. It's lovely to see you here. Thank you. Lovely Thank you. you. We love your podcast. Thank you. Um, if you'd be kind enough to introduce yourself to our listeners. I'm Ainsley, I'm the lead. I'm Bianca, the tenor. I'm Zana, bass. And Jenny Baritone. Fantastic. And briefly, congratulations on your third place medal here at the convention. Thoroughly deserved. You were very entertaining and uh, I have a little biased because I saw you in Hobart and thoroughly loved you. That was the first time I'd seen you, so I was excited to see you again. Great. Always great to see you owning the stage. Um, tell, me, tell our listeners briefly about the, your preparation and how you felt going on stage. Uh, look, it was so much fun to get up on stage. We weren't sure how we were going to go. It's our first Sweet Adeline's 
contest as a quartet. So one, that's true. We did the video last year, but we're a fairly new quartet. We've only been together a bit under three years. Um, so BHA last year was our first live contest, which was great because we uh, we won the the um, inaugural women's quartet section. So that was really fun. So to get the chance to come and go to a Sweet Adeline's contest in person was uh, really great for us this nice. year. We're all loving being back together. Yeah, it's really special this year. Everybody is here and the competition is fierce and the judges are fierce. <laughs> <laughs> so fierce. So fierce. So fierce. Um, and Ainsley, as a lead, uh, you, you have a lovely lyrical delivery and you, uh, you have a charming presence on stage. How do you approach your, your, your quartet lead performance? Um, well, I mean, I used to be a baritone. and No wonder you were so intelligent. <laughs> yeah, I sang, I pretended to be a baritone for such a long time and now I just get to, I just get to embrace my inner lead and how did I ever put up with being a baritone because being a lead I get to tell these women who are very strong sassy women uh, exactly what I want them to do so. And, and you sometimes listen? What? You sometimes listen? No. Not often. Not often. Sometimes. Yeah. It's a losing battle. When she's right, she's pretty determined. When she's wrong, we go, yeah. Nice. So what would you, what would you describe um, Cocktail Hour's image and, and who are you as a quartet? Oh, we are fun. We are um, empowered. We, we, Sassy. We love, we love singing together. We like honestly, it's friendship. It's it's music. It's beautiful. We're a, we're a chapter quartet, so that means we are all in the same chorus. <clears throat> and we are best friends and we just love being together and when we hit the stage we just want to have fun um, we're not super competition focused we're, we like to do shows um, so you know we like to have a broad range of repertoire so we love doing some jazz and some contemporary and lots of barbershop um, but we get kind of bored easily, so we, we like to share around share around the leads. So we all have songs that we feature in, and um, we all like to make those decisions on, on how we do the songs. So I think um, we, we're very egalitarian in that way, and it makes it interesting for us. We don't get bored that yeah. way. Well, yeah. excellent not to get bored. I've noticed from your performances there's a lot of what could be considered choreo or just staging and, and, and reacting to various lyrics. Did that happen more organically or did you sort of sit down and plan it? I'm getting a lot of giggles around the quartet right now. Well, are you talking about our famous sloth move or...? Just the, the, the movement throughout the whole, the whole uh, performance. Some, some of it's organic. Um, to begin with, I'm not a mover at all. Could have fooled the audience. Yeah. Well, it's kind of these girls rub off on me and you kind of just go with the flow. But some some is planned and some is just... You can't stop yourself yeah. once you start singing for these girls. Jenny and I love to dance. Like, I'm a dance teacher, like, part-time oh, wow. sometimes. Um, and Jenny's been doing dancing for a long time. I'm like the opposite of that. The other girl. <laughs> I think Bianca yeah. is as well. I, I'm so Very awkward. uncomfortable yeah, with any movement. movement. Like, stuff is fine. Dancing in barbershop, no. Okay. No so, dancing for Bianca. Okay, good to know. No, 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 no. no. What happens is we put her in a sandwich of dance. So... Oh, if, if that's not a quartet name, I don't know what is. Please welcome Sandwich of Dance. So you find that when it's surrounding her, she just lets it happen. Nice. So, yeah. So she's come a long way. Zana's come a long way. We've really, we're not, we're not shy. So and we Ainsley just. Ainsley and I have tried very hard to come back a little bit because we're a bit over Smart. the top. Yeah. We, we, we suppress and they bring it up. And between. Well, yeah, it's interesting you say that because when you think about it, we do, we do need to be ourselves on stage, but we are still part of an ensemble. Yeah. So we need to be broadly telling one one story yeah. to the audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, ladies, thank you very much for your performance. I'd love to talk all night, but we uh, should keep going and let your beautiful headwear and beautiful everything keep uh, keep celebrating. Uh, Jenny, I will just grab another minute from you because you have so many hats on. Um, 
tell, tell us about your role on the RMC. So I'm the director's coordinator. I've been doing this role for just on four years now and I've got another two ahead of me, yay. Um, she says with great calm and confidence. Uh, I'm just not very good at the word no, but um, I actually really love being part of the RMT, um, really getting an understanding of how the region works, um, how the decisions are made, and one of my big things has been about trying to connect the directors together um, through much better communication, and it's actually been fabulous. I really enjoy that, that role. Um, yeah, so is, I do that. Is one of your key focuses getting a mentor for each of the directors who needs one? Uh, yes, yeah, so we have a director mentor program, so if anybody new comes into the organisation we offer that to um, pair them up with someone and um, always looking at the best way to do that for each individual director depending on their needs and where they're located and um, I think one thing about that COVID made a, a real difference to who you would ask to do something because we suddenly realised that interstate travel might not necessarily be as easy as we thought at the moment it's great again but we just never know um, yeah, so it's, it's a really supportive program to try and help people find their way. Um, I've been directing for a very long time, but when I started, I was in a very isolated place. I had no idea what Barbershop was or what Sweet Adelines was, because it was like 25, 26 years ago now. Um, and so my thing is to really reach out to those people in more isolated areas and help them find their way. The world is very different now. It's much easier to find out these things. There's YouTube clips of every chorus in the world pretty much out there and podcasts like yours so plenty of chance to learn about this art form that I didn't necessarily have but I have a real soft spot for people in remote areas. Being from Hobart we're the only chorus um, in Tasmania and um, we had to like really try and work it out in isolation to other things so yeah one of my big things is to help those choruses that are newer and trying to learn that Not stuff in isolation yeah yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for that we should keep going but thank you for your time on on the uh the regional management team and thank you for all the, the, the um, help you do. I've been mentioning to a few people how, that, in my opinion, that this is the highest standard Spit Adelines uh, contest I've seen and over the you know the 30 years or so that Spit Ads has been, it's just, um, it's come along so far musically and it's just a testament to people like you who are the, 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 the educators and music leaders. So thank you and, 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 uh, and keep up the good work. So Ainsley is going, Ainsley is going to tell us her, her origin barbershop origin story. So, so I recently found out that my dad was a barber shopper and it's driving me kind of crazy because he passed away about 10 years ago and he never told me this. I obviously am a recent barber shopper. I joined Sweet Adelines about seven years ago. I just Googled um, choirs near me and I was living in Sydney at the time and the nearest chorus to me was Northern Beaches Chorus, part of a Sweet Adelines organisation. And just geographically that was the closest one, so I went along and from the very first night I was completely hooked. What did you experience when you walked in the door? Just the, the technical approach was what I wanted. So I've done singing lessons since high school. Um, my dad sang in a choir um, and you know I've always sung and I did singing lessons and then when I when I graduated I joined a, an avant-garde opera troupe. Oh, I mean haven't we all done that really? I mean, I mean... why not? So, <laughs> so it was called Ehos Opera and um, in Hobart and it was about making sound so a lot of the scores were um, written out with just squiggles on on the stave so it was it was very um, difficult music but it was um, coupled with kabuki style movement so we were shouted at a lot by this little Polish woman who had trained in Japan in Kabuki theatre. Careful, this is quickly becoming one of my favourite stories. <laughs> it this was is so random. It was odd. 
but it was so much fun and they had um, what they called the EHOS Theatre Laboratory for young people. They got a grant from the Tasmanian government and they trained us because they needed people to um, you know, be in the EHOS, um, the grown-up EHOS opera, um, which was huge productions in empty warehouses with you know five truckloads of salt that sat in the middle of the of the empty warehouse with a, a naked man strung from a string hanging upside down and singing um, an, an, an opera aria over it so it was quite odd goodness me I'm it, it is not the normal route into barbershop but that's how it started um, so it was almost a traineeship in music um, and theatre and opera. Um, and from there I took opera lessons and um, I did some musical theatre. And I had no idea the barbershop existed. I stopped singing for about 10 years and travelled around. And I got to a point in my life where I knew something was missing. And so you've, always, you've always known you love to sing. Yeah, and I love to sing and I hadn't. And I googled choirs near me and Northern Beaches Chorus was the nearest geographically to me. And I had no idea what barbershop was. And I turned up and the moment I walked in, I knew that these were my people. I don't know how I knew, but I was... I was completely sure that I had been missing these people my whole life and I stayed and I've been obsessed with barbershop ever since and um, I've now um, learnt the style, I've joined a quartet, I was singing with Treblemakers Quartet and now I'm singing with Cocktail Hour Quartet. I've now put my hand up to be assistant director and visual communications leader. And also I've joined the um, regional education faculty so I can travel around Australia and spread the barbershop love. As they say, the best way to learn is to teach. That's right. And I'm kind of one of those people where if, if we get a coach, because in Hobart we do struggle to get coaches. It's a little bit of an extra flight down from Melbourne and we often get missed. So if we do get an opportunity, I like to make sure that I've heard everything they've got to say and integrate it all. So I agree, the best way to, to learn it is to teach it to someone else. So um, I've, just got, I've just gone down the barbershop rabbit hole. And it's now too late. Too late. But this question of what part did my dad sing in his barbershop quartet is driving me crazy because I never talked to him about barbershop. And I found out that he was a barbershopper by a letter that one of his quartet wrote to my family um, saying, you know, it's the anniversary of this tour that we did. So we found out that he. He did a tour with Benjamin Britten. He grew up in London and he went to Highgate School and his school was selected by Benjamin Britten to be the choir in the War Requiem tour. So they toured Italy and Europe and they went to they went to La Scala Opera House and um, after the rehearsal with the London Symphony Orchestra or whoever was on the tour my dad, who was part of the boys' choir, got up and sang on the La Scala stage with his high school barbershop quartet, who were all there. And one of the quartet members wrote to us and said, you know, this happened. And I need to find out. So you've got the, you've got the details of the, the guy who wrote to you. Details of the guy so who wrote to So hopefully he can tell us. you. And I, I th if you're a barbershopper, for some reason it really matters. What part you sing, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a, we're, we're, it's a, it's a, a subcult within the cult, yeah. Within the cult. <laughs> so it really does matter if he yeah. was a tenor or a baritone. Yeah. It matters to me. Yeah, yeah. So I just need to close that loop, and somehow I'm not sure if it was a coincidence that I googled that day, 
or if I was led here. I'm not sure, but you're here now, and that's I'm what matters. I'm here now, and I cannot imagine life without it. Oh, Ainsley, well, well said. Just it's poetic. <laughs> thank you, and thank you. Keep keep up the beautiful singing. We're all, we're all loving it. Thank you, thank you for listening to our music. We love sharing it. Hey, yeah. Are you on? As in, like you press buttons? Yeah, I have. I press. We're, we're going. I press the buttons. So we are joined here in the Good Morning BHA studio <laughs> by half, half of uh, the 2023 Sweet Adelines International, uh, Sweet Adelines Australia Champion Quartet Skylark, uh, Joe and Kirsten. Welcome to Good Morning BHA. <laughs> Now, um, as the Morris Jude listener will observe, uh, we're in a car. You can you can uh, hear that uh, that white noise, and the reason is that uh, we're travelling down to Coolangatta. Someone has a a, um, a mobility issue. Uh, Joe, would you like to start the story, and then someone might interject to finish the story of of the of the mobility issue, just to start with a laugh. Well, there may have been an afterglow um, last night, and there may have been a little bit of take on me, and <laughs> and somebody was taken out in the take on me, and that was Kirsten. That sounds a, a bit more aggressive than what actually happened. And can I point out that there was limited alcohol in the system? It was two glasses of wine, actually probably not even two, one and a half glasses of wine in my Who's system. Counting? That was it. Um, it was take on me. I don't need to explain myself as far as <laughs> that's concerned. But what I do need to explain is I had probably six inch wedges on and there was carpet. Uh, and that is the danger. That's the danger. Okay, so we, do we also mention the fact that somebody only like half an hour earlier had fallen on this <gasps> same carpet and fractured both wrists hey. and is currently still okay, in hospital. Well, so. Not Danger. Cu- not currently a member of Skylark Quartet. No, no, thankfully. So no, that was my uh, my problem. So yes, everyone that wished me to break my leg, I did. Really Thank did. you very much. Yes. So anyway, now that we've got the pleasantries and the formalities out of the way, um, let's let's go to the afterglow part of the podcast where we talk about your excellent win. Congratulations on being worthy champions. You there was a buzz around convention uh, as we entered the quartet contest and. The, uh, this new quartet of, uh, of quartet champs coming together and you delivered uh, a very worthy uh, 6.30 something, is that 6.36. Right? 6.36, yep, so very, just smashed it with, uh, and, uh, and, and second place was, was it 6.01-ish? Yes. Uh, Alouette, yeah, so fantastic result. Um, you commanded the stage, very musical, um, uh, you very much looked like you were in control of the performance and just bringing the music to life. And one thing I noticed, which was um, what separated you from the rest of the competition, was uh, really leaning into a big sound uh, and and really raising the roof and the the, the resolutions of chords. With uh, with Joe, you being able to really lean into that tenor part really got the uh, got the uh, the audience um, uh, chattering after you finished and going whoa, etc. So. <laughs> So going back to the start, um, tell us, I guess, how how prepared you felt. You had been in uh, Brisbane for a number of days doing a few performances. Uh, we'll come back to that. But how did you feel? How prepared did you feel um, about to head on stage, Joe? Um, I have to say, I mean, to explain, we are a, uh, an intercontinental quartet. So there's the two of us, Kirsten and I are from Perth, um, and Glenda and Avril live in Canberra so our opportunities to rehearse as a foursome have been incredibly limited since we decided to be a quartet last August i.e. we saw each other all four of us in the room in January and then this week in Brisbane was the second time we were all four in the in the room at the same time um so we as Richard alluded we are um a a quartet of past champions so we kind of we know what the deal is and we we have the vocal skills we we have the knowledge behind us of what needs to be done Um, and so we did our homework and we had some trios on either side of the country Um, but all of us I think when we when we arrived and we had our first rehearsal on Monday of this week and we sang through the ballad for the first time and we all got quite emotional because it was like oh thank god it's all going to work <laughs> um, so even you know 
you intellectually know that it'll it'll work and it'll happen but that, there's a big real. difference. Yeah, there's a big difference between intellectually knowing it and feeling it. 100%. Like, I, I'm not particularly emotional person, I don't think. I try and keep myself in check, but I, I, I just burst into tears when we wow. sang the ballad the first time because it was like the relief, I think, was incredible more than anything. I knew that we, we would sound fine. But it was just the relief of hearing all four parts together moving as they should, yeah. and and that, having that blend of the four rather than just the two or occasional three. Or um, for me, that relief was palpable. So I was very grateful when we started singing on that Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So let's unpack that a bit. You you of course sang for uh, MVP, the Sound Connection mixed chorus on the Gold Coast on the Monday night. Then sang for the Brisbane River City Clippers, uh, obviously in Brisbane on the uh, Tuesday night, and then you sang for Blue Sky Harmony, uh, Sweet Adelines Chorus in Brisbane on the Wednesday night. So that was some pretty great build-up. Archipelago West on Thursday night, yeah. fantastic. So um, did you? It's just invaluable time in the saddle. I just uh, yeah. the step step us through like how each of those felt briefly, and, and how they presumably they built on each other. Yeah. Um, obviously, on on Monday night we had literally had one day of rehearsing the songs um, and just kind of fitting the pieces together and we never performed before um, as a foursome so that was like it was great to have that that hit out in a uh, it was very responsive audience they they were absolutely lovely um, and a different acoustic because all we'd heard was the kitchen that we'd rehearsed in yeah. um, so it was actually really great going from venue to venue and ha having the experience of those different acoustics each night um, and yeah so the first first hit out it was like yeah yeah well that was that was pretty good which which were the bits that fell off because those are the bits that we want to work on tomorrow and then we'd go out the next night and go okay well the, we fixed those bits and then other bits fell off okay we hit those ones the next night to so be clear as someone who was in the room on monday night none of the bits fell off <laughs> they were, they they were just were, a bit flapping were, in the breeze it was, <laughs> was just they, uh, the, um, the quartet uh, laid down an excellent foundation uh, for the week, uh, which they built on. So that's, I think that's that's a more accurate statement. You're very but, kind. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So, uh, um, the, so yeah, you're unpacking the um, the improvements through the week, and it just occurred to me as you as you were talking through that, um, just just how invaluable singing in front of an audience in preparation for well any uh, performance, but particularly a comp performance. Um, it's a bit hard to put numbers on it, but but you know, would would you forego, you know, a few hours of rehearsal in order to see in front of an audience because of how real, like it's match fitness, isn't it? The, 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 an audience. Yeah, it's not just match fitness. Um, things happen differently when you're in front of an audience, and if you don't prepare for that, you are not prepared for the contest stage. Um, it, it is absolutely worth giving up it's much more valuable to have a performance than another hour of practice because the hour of practice will go out the window if you've never been in front of the audience. Um, can I also mention that, so we, we sang for MVP on Monday night and then Tuesday and we, uh, we were lucky enough to have somebody videoed for us and, and gave us the videos and we sent them to our coach. So when we got together in January, um, we basically spent the entire time that we were together being coached by Rob Mance, who was in Australia um, for the Sweet Airlines Australia Directors um, Educational Weekend that happens. We're talking eight hours. Yeah, so we <laughs> we were coached by him for eight hours when wow. we were literally just off paper and we had never sung together, together. <laughs> um, which was absolutely invaluable and he sent us away with a lot of homework. So after MVP on Monday of this week, on Tuesday, um, we were very happy that um, Rob had time after his rehearsal. Oh, he wow. went home midnight. and coached us yeah. wow. around midnight for an hour, um, and we'd sent him the videos. And so he's like, "Let's just pick this lowest hanging fruit. Don't forget this. Don't forget this." Um, and that was it just helped us a great deal as well. So you know, thanks to Rob for that as well. Nice. Um, so. Um I think we've anything else you wanted to add on, on the, those three build-up performances and, until we get to the backstage at, at, at Nationals? Pretty much covered that. Um, we can come back to it. Uh, I, I mean, I, I just... All I'd say is that I, 
I, it was commented on by various members of the quartet how valuable it had been to go out and do those performances. Yeah. Um, and especially, I think, the back-to-back -back nature of it. And it's funny, I mean, Kirsten and I and, and Avril in our previous quartet, Enchant, um, our pre previous bass um, had been very ill and, in fact, passed away um, the following year. Oh, no, the same year. Um, so when we went to contest that year, we had not had a chance to sing as a foursome more than eight times. Um, and we did exactly the same thing. When we got to convention, we sang for about five different choruses before the night of convention. Um, and so, so, so we had we knew that it was a really valuable thing, and absolutely that was confirmed by what we did this time. Yeah, just really valuable and highly recommended. Go sing and, for people. And just the different nerves and everything. So oh. we were starting to get vocally tired towards the end. Yeah. Um, as in, like around Wednesday, I think I was starting to get a little bit. Avril was starting to get sick at that point. And all of this oh, is valuable experience uh, on how we have the plan like do, do yeah. we do we need to back off no we don't need to back off she's going to do this we're going to do this um how are we going to cope with that again the different acoustic make sure you don't over sing um particularly if you're getting sick but then having that added um energy boost i'd say from my capella west on that final night yes, because night, yeah. you would have thought we would be completely you know by that point well I was, um, I was pretty we were getting there the, the voices were getting hoarse but the energy boost from the chorus because it's our home chorus obviously was a massive injection I personally needed to yeah. get me straight through to contest because I was getting pretty tired by that point it was really really good to have that yeah yeah, yeah so my my dulcet tones as you can tell <laughs> are, not, are not quite so dulcet at the moment and that, that sort of was there by kind of Wednesday, certainly by Thursday. Please welcome, Fogel Fry. And I've got to say, that wasn't actually a result of um, particularly us. I'm not us. Sick. No, we're not, we're, we're not sick. Avril is sick. And so that hers, it wasn't from doing so too much singing. For, for Joe and myself, like with just my tiredness, I think it would be the case of just using your different chops, right? Um, the quartet well, chops, as we know, it feels very different to singing in chorus, and Joe doesn't even get to well, sing in chorus. The thing for me, it, it was simply the fact that it, just I not don't using it. use yeah. my voice enough, and that's a that's salutary right. lesson for me um, as we prepare for international in October. Yeah that I'm going to have to make myself a whole lot more vocally fit. Yes. Um, because I direct Acapella West, um, I don't I don't get to sing every week and we don't obviously rehearse any, every week. And even when Kirsten and I get together and sing as a duet um, for the quartet, it's so not the same no. as singing in the room with three it enormous is, yeah. voices. So what we've learned from that is obviously in October, we, or prior to October, we're going to need to really start working like athletes basically before we start our tapering because we are really good yeah, at tapering, tapering. <laughs> um, but we'll actually start working the, the physical muscle I know that may sound like a bad choice of word because um, no one likes to use muscle when singing but that's that's what I literally mean it's just like yeah. it is an exercise and we need to really yeah. get in a good athletic place so we can because we're going to do the same thing we're going to basically sing I presume for three four days non-stop to get that time together yeah right so We'll need to be better prepared, I think, vocally this yeah. time. Yeah. I believe in you. Thanks. So, um, step us through, yeah, how are you feeling backstage? I assume excited, uh, confident, uh, with a, you know, a little a little frisson of, oh, uh, of unexpected. Oh, la la. Um, and then on stage, uh, it seemed like you, you owned it, uh, but talk us through that. And then, yeah, when you got off stage, you've always got that, that sort of immediate moment of whether it be relief, elation, excitement, um, etc. So yeah, talk us through those three please. Um, well, when we were in the traffic pattern, um, you get 10 minutes of course in each room and they give you a two minute warning and they gave us a two minute warning and you know, we, went, we weren't doing much singing in the warm up room because I had very little voice. Um, and the two minute warning came and, and we said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're sitting there going, this is the longest two minutes in uh. the history. And then we got onto the stage and there was a screen for us to stand behind before the announcement. And That's we were behind the screen for a considerable period of time. And we got about two minutes into that and Glenda was like, I take it back, that wasn't the longest two minutes this in is. history. <laughs> this is. Yeah. Um, but, we, but it was actually good because 
any any jitters that we might have had walking out were gone by that point because nice. uh, we were just completely settled and we we're at the top of the stairs and it was it was all good I mean I was incredibly calm I mean I'm uh, inhuman I know I concur I like I was the most chill thing I've ever been a yeah. contest because as you say Richard, like you had the, the frisson of excitement so even if even if it's nerves aren't gonna paralyze you they're still there I didn't even feel the nerves I was excited and just so relaxed yeah, yeah. yeah re- the most relaxed I've ever been and, and and I think that was I mean even though I mean I'd been walking warming up in the morning and I I knew I had notes missing which is not a great way to go into contest. I mean, I had I had plenty of notes, and I sang high and loud. High and loud was not an issue. It was soft and quiet and high. Um, that was going to be a problem. And I would have liked to have gone out and been completely myself, but I had to manage my voice, and that was unfortunate. But I was I was still completely calm, and we'd had the discussion before we went out because they're like, "Is there anything that you want us to do? Because we know that you can't." you know that you're managing your voice and I said absolutely not you just you do the plan and yeah. I'll manage what I have to manage you should be just delivering okay. um, so we'd had that discussion be- before we headed out onto the stage um, and so I still went out knowing that regardless of what happened we were going to put something on stage that was going to be solid and oh. we were going to be happy with it might not be you know the best that we can do and I don't think it was which is great no. we've got something in the bank for for when we go to international um, but we knew it was going to be solid and I think that was the feeling when we came off stage and we just hugged each other and just went so happy because we did it and we got we we delivered on what we wanted to do and yeah I think we would you say you I mean we were pretty happy when we came out yeah we we didn't burst into tears it wasn't that kind of happening no but no, that is a very real emotion that has happened in the past oh, it has but it there wasn't, wasn't any of that it no. was like okay yeah i'm really happy with that yeah we we, we that was well managed yeah. everything went to plan everything was relaxed nothing no one sang wrong notes <laughs> and and it was 100 percent as intended to be executed so we couldn't have been happier with that yeah, yeah. nice and so um tell us uh, briefly about the song choice please um, I think that was more Glenda, wasn't that here? Uh, well, no, but you... Well, no, Avril was the one who said, I want to sing My Foolish Heart. Yes. My Foolish Heart, I had sung previously with Icapella back in the day. Can't even remember what year, 2010 maybe. Um, so I was very familiar with it, which I was grateful for because I knew that... Um, well, I was busy anyway at that period of my life when we were learning the songs and I really didn't have much time to learn new material. So I was grateful that I really only needed to learn one new song, not yeah. two. Um but it was a very, very slightly different arrangement. Plus, we do our normal tweaks as we do. Yeah, that's, that's one thing we always do is tweak the arrangements. Yes, we changed some notes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Deal with it. Um, yeah, so I was happy with that. And the wonderful day I actually hadn't heard before. Uh, apparently, Rich Tone Chorus has sung it and others. Um, Glenda, Glenda found it. it. Because um, Melbourne Chorus were singing it for contest and she's direct a mentor to um, their new director Joyce um, and so she had heard it as sung by them and so she went back to the arranger Joey Mitchell um, and because Joey has arranged several different levels of it um, and yeah it basically it, but that's where it, it came from was that Glenda was made aware of it through through Melbourne Chorus um, and and we listened to it and she was like listen to this and we were like Yes. What was the one that we we were going to go with? There was another one. Um, I'll have a think because it was it was a good song, but we just didn't sit with us. I think we tried to sing through it and went, "This isn't quite right." I don't remember. I will have a little think. Nice. Yeah. I I really pleased you chose um, the uh, what a wonderful day because it it really suited you. I think the energy suited you. It was a. um, It seemed like a song that was of uh, moderately or higher difficulty that you really executed with with uh, with skill, uh, which I think showcased the skill of the quartet. So it was, yeah, it's lovely to see something uh, uh, difficult well done. You, um, you'll be happy to know that the music judge concurred with you. Nice, nice. <laughs> well, you know, she's, she's very smart. Um, so, uh, yeah, tell oh, us. I've thought of it. Go. Sorry. Uh, this could be the start of something good. Oh, nice. Was a possibility. Oh, yes, yes, we did try that. But it didn't work for us. No. 
So I'm glad with what we picked. Um, and speaking of judging, I did want to mention, Richard, for your audience who may not be aware of the judging for Sweet Airlines, because uh, you mentioned that we got a 636, yeah. and they may know not know that that's out of 800. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if that exactly translates, um, but that's coming up for what percent? I don't know, 75. High, well, high 600 seventies. is 75, so it's, yeah. high, it's, it's high 70s, yeah. Well, six, yeah. 640 is 80, I think, so, okay. yeah. so 636 just, is just, just under. To, knocking on the door about it, yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is excellent, yeah. yeah. Uh, good good clarification, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, tell us briefly about your what, like, what next, uh, same song for International, how many you know songs are you going to want to accumulate into your repertoire, um, and uh, you know, international such a such an honour and exciting thing to do. Um, that's now it's, it's uh, what is it May now in October. So you've got a good amount of time to prepare, <laughs> but it's not <laughs> it's not really? um, you know uh, over uh, it's not over you know choruses of course sometimes mm. qualify and then compete it's 18 yeah. months later. So that yeah. can be a long wait, can't it? So um, sort of in some ways it's just all guns blazing, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it, it goes fast. I mean, Kirsten and I have been to international. Six times. six times already. You've been seven. Have you been seven times? Yeah. Kirsten is the most decorated um, baritone oh. in Australia, by nice. the way. Um, yeah. So we we know the deal, which is that yeah, there is no sitting back on your heels. It's it's all full steam ahead, as it were. Um, and obviously, with our distance issues, that's going to be our primary. You know thought process in the next couple of weeks is how we get the court you know people are like oh you're gonna have to you know fundraise to get to international and we're like how no 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 <laughs> first first question is let's fundraise to get together Domestic. to actually yeah <laughs> rehearse that yeah. would be a great start so if anybody would you know like let's to offer like us some solutions to that. it's, it's exactly like, the point because if as you know every cent um, if you go to international, we'll generally go towards international. So yeah. your flights, your coaches, your dresses, whatever. Um, but we don't have to spend, well, probably hundreds of those dollars just to fly either Canberra to Perth or Perth to Canberra or meet in the middle, like, yeah. which is, it feels like such a waste of money. But it, so isn't because that's what we really desperately need to do. Yeah. But it's so ironic. It's I've never had to do project. that before. <laughs> yeah, it's normally you just rehearse. So, yeah, this is an unknown territory right now. It's a problem to have. And just just putting it out there that we do have four people, uh, two international faculty associates for all Sweet Airlines International in the quartet, a regional education faculty, and somebody who should be on the regional ah. education faculty but chooses not to be. But dance is like a demon, yeah, but occasionally falls a, over. When she doesn't have a broken ah. ankle. <laughs> so if anyone wants some education and wants to, you know, fund a quartet to uh, provide it, hint, hint. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, duly recommended by uh, by the host of this uh, podcast. Um, and so, uh, you, you, are you saying that you'll sort of you start have a conversation about repertoire? Like, will you take these two? Have you decided? Or oh yeah, I mean, there's a limit to how many songs you can rehearse yeah. in the when Not you do get four. together. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We actually had rehearsed two um, repertoire songs, but we only got to sing one like, on the showcase Six. because yeah. Avril's voice had pretty much gone by then um, but we will probably pick up a couple more songs um, before we get to international um, we will uh, definitely in, when at Sweet Airlines International you go in um, to the semi-finals and sing a set of two songs uh, which we'll do and if you get into the top 10 then you're into the finals and you do a uh, 15, 12, 12 minute. 12 or, to 15 or mic testers. Yeah. If you can get the top or, 11, you can actually do your finals package as mic testers. Yeah, yeah, so that's an entertainment package which has one contestable arrangement and then the rest of the material is completely up to you and that you have to do patter and basically entertain for Jesus, 50 minutes. Um, what do you think nobody from Australia approach? has ever got to the, final. the finals in the quartetting, so mm -hmm. wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't one be day. Nice? <laughs> yes. I reckon you can. Thanks, oh, Richard. Thanks, Richard. That's the dream. I believe in you. Um, so um, yeah, so far so good. It's obviously been um, a bit of a challenge so far, but you've made it work. And um, onward and upward, hey? Pretty exciting. I think so. I'm pretty excited. I'm in pain. 
You're also on drugs, woman. Yeah, exactly. uh, so, well, thank you for sharing uh, your journey, and I look forward to having you on the podcast again to uh, to hear about how international went and uh, and how proud we tell you how proud we all are of how you went. Um, so. Um, yeah, enjoy the journey, enjoy um, learning uh, the, uh, as, you, as you go along. Hopefully you do get some uh, trips to coach in Australia where you get some time together um, because uh, certainly I think the, the choruses and regions around Australia would benefit from having you. And, uh, and yeah, we'll uh, see you on the other side. Yeah, Thanks for your time. See you, at, see you at the Pan Packs. Absolutely. Well, only me. <laughs> right. Thanks, Madam. <laughs>